Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Steve Robbins from High Garden Real Estate of Indianapolis, Indiana. Prior to co-founding High Garden and Easy Street Realty, Steve worked in mortgage lending and new home sales. He's in his 16th year with the company, which now operates in 14 markets across the country. Steve focuses on the development and growth of their divisions and their people. When it comes to college teams, he's a diehard Purdue fan, where he got his degree in economics. Now... Let's welcome Steve to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Steve, first of all, thank you very much for being my co-host today. And more importantly, thank you for allowing our coaches to work within your uh, very successful brokerage to help a lot of your agents and your office uh, managers or your vice presidents uh, build the business. I certainly appreciate the opportunity. I certainly appreciate the opportunity to expose you to our, you know, around 100,000 agent audience. So thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for having me on. Really looking forward to it. And uh, the folks that we have here that are utilizing you and your coaches have been couldn't be happier. Uh, so you and I were talking part of the show starting today that there was an article that came out yesterday on Inman News Features, and it was talking about the fact that there was a lot of brokers that were hanging up their brokerage signs and that they were getting out of the business. They were deciding not to be brokers anymore. And that, that article kind of tucked both of us by surprise because it seems like just the opposite's happening. I know here in Austin, Texas, um, a lot of agents are, are pursuing the small boutique or even kind of emulating a larger brokerage model. It seems like the brokerage business is actually going the opposite direction. But I, you know, read, understanding the article, I can understand why a lot of agents and brokers and whatnot are deciding to not be in the brokerage business because they can't support the agents. Despite all that, you guys have been one of the most successful independent brokerages in the country. I, I Probably one of the most successful in the past 20 years in terms of how quickly you've grown. If you could point to three reasons why you guys are so successful while so many others are struggling, what would those be? Well, I mean, we have a business model that's different from the average. we really do something that probably very few people would be willing to take the risk on, and that is the upfront investment with a lot of the marketing. Uh, so the marketing that we do, that we generate the leads, drive the traffic to our site, share those leads with our group, and the technology that we have behind it, we provide uh, that other people are out there trying to pay for, trying to figure out which system they should buy, and there's 101 different things out there that you could purchase. We have all that. We don't charge for it. We give them the leads. We give them the technology. And beyond that, the training and to be successful with the leads once they get them. Well, so, so that's interesting. Well, from an agent's perspective, so an agent wants to work with your brokerage, and you guys obviously have hundreds of agents that are joining your different brokerages um, on a regular basis. Again, you guys are massively successful. So you're, what I'm hearing you say is one of the – one of the main reasons that they'll join you is because you provide a supportive environment, but also more specifically, you're actually providing them leads. So can you, can you walk us through, because you guys actually have a very elegant solution for that. So can you kind of walk us through what the value proposition is to agents? I, I, I'm hearing those two points, supportive environment and providing leads. But why else 
you know, why are so many agents joining your brokerage? Well, I think it's a matter of they don't know where to start in this day and age. Everybody knows that they might need to figure out how to use Zillow or Trulia or Realtor.com or whatever other online platform. And, and there's a, so many different, whether it's Market Lead or Tiger Leads, Boomtown, all these systems are out there. They're expensive. They don't know where to start with them. They don't know who's better than what. <clears throat> we offer something where it's internal, it's proprietary, we own it. Uh, we've basically built our business on the online marketing and the technology that these other national companies are using, except for we have it ourselves and you don't have to pay for it. You couple that with we've been doing this now for 15 years and we know how to help people once you get those types of leads what to do with them and the response time you can all the articles on Inman or anywhere else you read it's going to be about how responsive you are and whether you're able to and this is probably anybody that's worked online leads before understands this whether you're able to get over the hump and over the hump is I'm just looking and what do you say when they say I'm just looking and uh, you know we have systems and scripts and experience that is proven out as to how to be successful with those types of leads so you said you said a bunch of really great things there, Steve. I think the point that's worth driving down on two points really was you guys are not dependent on uh, third parties to provide your technological backbone. That's I think a huge. It's difficult to describe how elegant the solution is that you guys created. One of your partners put it together. It's pretty brilliant. But really, at the end of the day, guys, if you're looking to not just survive but thrive in a very competitive marketplace like this, and let's assume that I'm speaking primarily to brokers right now who are seeking out agents. You really do have to have a proprietary system, or at least you have to have control of, you know, very high-level control of the system you're using to take in leads. And, you know, the secondary part of that is going to be, obviously, what are you doing to track the agents who are good at converting the leads? And Steve touched on, you know, the, the things that everyone knows. It's, you know, it's all about the time that takes to call back. Then the next critical element is what is the script that they're using to convert the lead? You know, all those types of things. So you guys track all that internally, right? I mean, the, I, I was talking with the partner of yours who created this technology, and he, and I thought it sounded very similar to the way that back in the de, you know, real estate recession, I was going to say depression, that's probably what it would be historically remembered as, but the uh, companies that were sending out BPOs, they were essentially doing the same thing. I mean, they were tracking, they were grading, and you guys are kind of doing something very similar to that, correct? We are. Uh, we track uh, our whole business is lead generation, and so you know it's our business to track what we're doing, making sure that we're refining that. And 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 you can't sit still. Uh, we're in the middle of a major rollout of uh, a 2.0 version for really the first time in 10 years of our system, and uh, can't wait to get that out on the ground and to our people. And so they're going to be that much more effective. What is your approach to say, for example, what, what's your ideal agent? What's the perfect agent? Someone that, you know, the type of agent when you guys are kind of thinking about, you want a thousand of the agents just like this. Describe that agent. Well, I think for us with our system, uh, tech savvy has to be a, a good start. And, and the the older real estate model of, uh, you know, what may be a, the stereotype of a realtor look like is changed greatly. Uh, it certainly has with us. Um, so tech savvy, energetic, uh, 
I'm not sure if you're familiar with disk profiling. Of course. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, we're looking for someone that certainly has enough eye to be your stereotypical realtor, your stereotypical salesperson, the influencing personality quadrant. Uh, D is important in the fact that it's a sales job and you can, can't get ground down and you have to have enough drive to get over the hump uh, to make to be successful. But as much as anything in our system, what we're looking for, which is a little bit more than – a little bit different than in most sales models, we're looking for that high C, that high conscientious, someone that is able to manage a system, manage a pool of hundreds and literally sometimes thousands of leads and prospects – and you know, not everybody's able to do that. There's a lot. There's a lot of great salespeople out there that aren't very organized. And so our system, which really does help manage and prioritize their leads, their prospects, their clients, uh, you know, you still have to bring a mindset to it where you don't want things to slip through the cracks, and you're on top of your day and on top of your schedule. And our system so helps, us, helps us. That. What's interesting is that you're, you've essentially taken what I think has become popular is the, like the agent who forms a team, right? Agent who forms a team, they buy leads, they have buyer's agents that work for them. You know, they maybe themselves and maybe another agent were chasing the seller. So this is sort of like the quintessential big team model. But you guys essentially taken that and you've made it into a, just a massive brokerage. How many offices do you guys have? How many agents do you have? We have a little over 500 agents across the country. We're in 14 different markets across the country from the East Coast to the West Coast. How long has it taken you to get to 500 agents? Well, you know, a little history. We opened up in Indianapolis in 2000, and uh, we saw our business model at the time. Uh, we were very much focused on selling new homes and working with buyers. And over time, as our marketing shifted from really direct marketing to renters and more into the Internet, we started getting a different type of buyer class, and that was not just renters that were looking to buy new homes, but everybody, buyers, sellers. So we went from Indianapolis and said, well, we got this business model where we do the marketing. It, we came from a new home background, and really the whole idea was, what if we could be like a builder and create the traffic the way a builder has – um, for the salespeople, for the builder, except for we could create traffic for our group, and they wouldn't be limited to one builder's product, one builder's location, one builder's floor plans. They could sell them whatever they want. So we got really good at the marketing. The marketing over time shifted to the Internet. It did so at a really good time because that was – as we got really good at Internet marketing and really pay-per-click and SEO, uh, the bust hit. And – um, at that time, we had opened up offices in, in Las Vegas, Charlotte, and Tampa outside of our home base of Indianapolis. And the bust was tough. I, we were really in the epicenter of it in Las Vegas and in Florida. And so uh, we had to refine everything we did, batten down the hatches, and make it through. So as we started to come out the other side in 2010, 2011, 2012, we started to go back into growth mode, and that's when we really went from a couple hundred agents to you know five close to now 600. Um, um, you, you guys have a similar – so you guys have uh, you know each of the offices. Let's let's let the listeners know how you guys set those up. You just like give me a walk me through your best performing office. And, and, like, you guys will open up in, you know, Columbus, Ohio or 
which or, or some other market, and you guys will walk me through the whole process of identifying the location, deciding what the market is that you're going to go into. And the listeners, remember, this is an independent brokerage, right? They're doing with they're not doing this with investor money. They're doing this with their own money. So listen to how he talks, and it's different because they're much more strategic, much more boots on the ground when they're making decisions. It's very interesting. So, and then how do you go about deciding who the key people are you put in the brokerage? Kind of walk us through the process. Well, virtually every time we've gone into a new market, it's been because, one, we felt the market was decent, anywhere from decent to great. Uh, and more importantly, we felt like we were going in there with someone that we trusted to help us run it. We're not physically going to be there all the time. We'll be there from time to time, and we'll certainly uh, you know, burn up the phone lines, but we need someone there that we have a great, we have a great system. We need a great operator, and so that's really what we've always uh, looked for and found, and that's, we kind of feel like with what we do, it doesn't really matter what the market is as long as we have someone that has the energy and the the drive to help us operate the market. Um, so we our system's almost high garden real estate, easy street realty in a box. We can turn on the leads. We can get the marketing going right away. We just need uh, a manager there, a broker, to help get the recruiting going with, with our help. And, uh, you know, as quickly as in 30 or 60 days, we can really be up and running with, you know, leads coming to those agents and sales starting to come in. So what I'm hearing you say is you you don't actually go out and say, we want to be in this marketplace and let's hire people. You're actually looking for your quarterback first, and you're expecting that quarterback to have enough drive and enthusiasm to help build the team around the model. That's what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, that's really been the case because the system, the model, the marketing, that's all going to work for us. So, you know, we, we need a good operator and we need someone who is going to recruit and we need someone who's going to, uh, you know, help manage the pipeline of leads that are going to be coming in because there's going to be a ton of them coming in. So operator in your terminology i appreciate that because it's a nice navy seal term but the other thing is is that you're going to have a lot of like you know different terms office managers to be the traditional one uh you have in keller williams they call it you know your uh team leader i mean so there's so but in essence the job of the person that you look for is i heard you say to have energy and enthusiasm obviously someone who wants to work within a system that you guys have established but also they have to be really good at recruiting agents isn't that their primary job it certainly is once once they're in the beginning, yeah, because we can probably generate way more leads than them and a couple people will be able to handle right away. So for us to take full advantage of the market, and we're in some big markets um, from Denver, Phoenix, Atlanta, you know, the type of markets where that's a lot to bite off. And, uh, you know, we need teams that are going to help us uh, take care of the opportunities that we're going to provide. You know, and something you so, and I, Tim, have talked about a few – well, go ahead. I, I, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? I bet you were going to say oh, what, I was gonna what say, I was going to ask you. <laughs> and, uh, what I was going to bring up was listings, and, and uh, that's something that over the last five years has really grown for us because the type of marketing we're doing where we're driving people that are looking for homes to our website – uh, most of those people are buyers. Oh, by the way, some of them have a house to sell first. And in fact, a lot of them do. 
although a lot of them are relocation and might be selling their home wherever they live and moving into the market where we're operating. But uh, a much, definitely a growing part of our business has been listings to the fact that this place, it's almost maybe 50-50. You're getting close to it in a lot of the markets where we've been for a while. Um, you often talk, and so, of course, do many about listing to last or whatever you know fancy phrase you want to put out there for it. But you know, I wanted to ask you, what, what's the main reason why you feel that listings are the where the focus should be moving forward for individual agents and for brokerages. Because then you don't have to buy leads. Let me ask you this. Uh, my thought or concern about listing commissions, and I know we're maybe getting far afield on this, but I, so, you know, I often think that I don't understand why the listing commission pressure won't continue to be forced down uh, as it's somewhat of a commodity, maybe, and it's not if you're exceptional. But you know, what is what, what's the main reason why you think that listing commissions won't continue to have the pressure down closer to one to zero? Uh, well, I mean, so the same conversation, the same question could be asked on the buyer side too. We had somebody on uh, two weeks ago who has started a you know deeply funded, in other words, lots of money. Um, backed by, I think it was Home Depot, a brokerage to do just what we're describing, but on the buyer side, what your fear is as far as him commoditizing the services that an agent provides. But, you know, Steve, we've been in this business for about the same amount of time, you know, and you and I have both seen in our careers um, this conversation has always been going on. And I suspect this conversation about commissions will go on, you know, way after you and I are uh, happily retired or whatever happens. And then also it's happened way before. Uh, the reality of it is is that commission, and this is how I honestly feel, and by the way, I like the turn of the radio show with you asking questions. That was good. Um, Thanks. I honestly believe that commissions are cheap. That's what I believe. I think the real estate commissions that, is, that a consumer pays are one of the greatest values in the marketplace, full stop. Where we suck as an industry is that we don't basically let them know what we're doing. In other words, they don't know what we're doing with the money. All they see is basically us coming out listing agents doing a cat and monkey show to get the listing, and then all of a sudden, magically, behind the scenes, all those other sort of levers and buttons are pushed, and, you know, boom, this listing agent's getting a fat commission. That's what the sellers see. But having right. been in the you know, coaching and training agents for as long as we have, the struggles, the psychology, the, all the mindset, all the everything that goes behind being a successful listing agent, you know, the, the fact is it is a value. If you were to take a really great listing agent, Steve, they was – those people would be great at anything, truthfully. If given the opportunity, they could have, you know, if they'd been born out in Silicon Valley, they would be running big tech companies. Or When you run into a really great listing agent, they're just great business people. They're great entrepreneurs. They have their heads screwed on straight. They understand their job is to provide service to sellers. They understand that, you know, they have to compete. They understand that, you know, it's all about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. They're business people. So why won't commissions get driven down? And ultimately, it's, it's people have tried. I mean, help you sell, assist to sell. Um, every marketplace right now has in the hot sellers market, like the one, uh, you know, you guys have hot seller markets going on in your, uh, you know, with a lot of your brokerages where you're seeing FISBOs being successful. You know, those guys, those sellers, they have lots of opportunities to put their houses on the MLS for three or 400 bucks, and yet they end up listing with your agents. Why? Well, it's because they want a, a certain level of service. So there is a place in the market for discounters, if you want to call them that, 
or for limited service brokerages, which I think is the nicer way of saying it. And there always will be. But the, the fact is, is that the services that are provided by listing agents are a huge value, huge bargain. I mean, I could go on and on about that because I'm really, you know, I hate it when I hear people say that they think agents are overpaid because it's so much BS. If you factor in what an agent has to pay to, you know, just for virtual tours and the home brochures and not even factoring in their time, um, you know, it's it, it's not like what people think from the outside. So, yeah, I, people That's that sure. have sold. There's no question about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, people that have sold. You got me on my soapbox, so. But people have sold homes before. The people have sold homes before two and three times. You know what? They're the ones that put the most value on a listing agent because they know what the you know they've been down the road before. They know what what can come in, you know, unsatisfactory conditions in this report and that report. It is so much harder to be a successful listing agent, uh, or even an agent in general. But listings agent specifically, there's so many more details. Yeah, that if things you have to do that have changed in the past five years, that it's, yeah, man, they're way underpaid. I think commissions personally should go up. And I mean that truthfully. And if sellers knew what agents were actually doing, um, and if we did a better job of explaining what what we're doing, but also what this result will be, then you'd be, then I, I don't think the whole commission conversation would ever come up. And it doesn't for top agents. Top agents, Steve, when they go on listing appointments, the commission is hardly ever an issue. It, it doesn't even come up. The sellers don't really care. They just—they're paying ultimately for a result. That's what they're wanting. So anyway, I could go on and on, but I won't. <laughs> Does that make sense, though? Oh, it makes complete sense. I just—I like listening to hear you explain it. And you know, I think there's a lot of people that need to hear that because I think there's a lot of people that are starting to press panic buttons and worrying well, about fear, exactly. My fear for the marketplace is that. And this is, and, and I don't think I've tried to have conversations with smart people like you, trying to poke holes in my argument. But my fear is there's so many agents that have gotten into business since like basically 2007 when Zola started selling buyer leads, and they've never learned any other way other than buying leads. Now there's always been buying leads. I mean, back in the 90s when Julie and I got into business in the early 90s, you'd buy leads through marketing, right? You'd buy leads through postcards, and you buy leads through things like that. So there's always been lead buying. That's not a new concept. But and yet, but you always knew you had to have a skill set. You always knew you had to know how to go out and get your own, you know, appointments and generate your own leads and, you know, basic sales stuff. But nowadays, agents that have gotten into the business really in the past decade, they don't know that. They've never learned it. And so now these, if we get, we do coaching calls with these guys, Steve, and it it breaks my heart because they're having financial problems because the things that they were doing last year, you know, when they were just buying leads, aren't working as well. And now because they don't have anything to fall back on, they have no skill set. They're stuck in this forever paradigm of having to buy leads, buy leads, buy leads. And, and, you know, we see agents with teams, and they're buying leads, and they have these relationships with these agents where they have to provide these leads to these agents. And, okay, so the sources they're buying leads from don't work as much anymore. What are they going to do, downsize their team? You know, they have to spend more money to generate the same deal flow, that they, your same lead flow as they were before, whereas if they'd learned to generate their own business, you know, initially – then they wouldn't be stuck in this sort of hamster wheel of you know that doesn't get you anywhere. So that's what my honest to God fear is when I talk to agents is they're not seeing that they can generate their own business. And frankly, it's pretty easy to do it. You don't have to be dependent on you know buying leads anymore. So that's well, the reason I'm so passionate that, about people. That, yeah. I was just going to say that that's one place very specifically that I feel like you and your coaches have really helped some of our people with in seeing that and understanding that and implementing that. 
And it's uh, a hard lesson, so though, isn't it? it it's it's a well, hard lesson. If you've never, yeah, people want to hit the easy button, don't they? Isn't that pretty much? <laughs> they definitely want to hit the easy button, and that's one reason why people come with us because we do make it easy. We really do, but you know, sometimes to take it to the next level, you have to do a lot of the things you're talking about here. And and some people grow up and evolve and 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 move beyond having someone hand them a lead or even paying for a lead. And 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 that's a place where we've really grown too, where we've had the systems and had the uh, the culture in place where people can you know move above and beyond just us providing leads and. Uh, Honestly, your coaching has been a big part of that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, if you're getting, as an agent, now, Steve, you got me in my coach brain, right? So as an, if I were coaching an agent and I hear the agent's facing a lot of commission objections, um, obviously that could be market-dependent. You know, all kinds of things could cause that to happen or aid that in happening. But the truth is, is they've not created enough value in the minds of the sellers that the sellers think that they're worth, that, they're, that it's even uh, makes sense to ask for a discount, Right. Does that make sense? I mean, you walk into a, you walk into a retail store. You, you you're walking down the street and you come across somebody that's selling fruit on the side of the street. and You want to buy ten mangoes or whatever. Well, I'll tell you actually a funny story. So we're driving up from South Padre Island last year, which is about six hours from where we live, and there was um, a lady literally selling parrots on the roadside. <laughs> I don't I've never seen parrots? before. Parrots, yes, parrots of different sizes. Seriously, <laughs> okay. parrots, baby parrots, big parrots. A parrot roadside, never seen. So we had our daughter obviously with us, so we stopped over, and I just wanted to show her the birds, you know. And there was somebody haggling, and he was trying to buy three parrots for the cost of one or something like that. And and, and I thought to myself, and she was she was doing a pretty good job of defending uh, defending her price. But that's the exact same predicament that agents find themselves in. If you don't establish the value, if you don't actually walk into that relationship with that seller, having you know made it clear that this is what I'm going to, you know, your pre-listing pack, your what, your routine that happens before you go on a listing appointment, the level in which you're pre-qualified. If you haven't done that at a sufficient level, they're going to of course ask you to discount your commission. You know, a, a commission objection is nothing other than basically them telling you that you have not instilled in them the sense that you're worth what you're asking for as far as the fee that you're charging. It, isn't that really the bottom line? That is the bottom line. And yeah. If that's and just going back to you know talking about that's where really you and your coaches have been done a great job of helping some of our people get over that. Um, fear slash objection slash mindset and um, there's a lot of realtors out there that could use that kind of help well and that's the thing i like about you guys right so you guys are totally in touch with all the latest technology you guys have homegrown your own system obviously you have a fantastic culture because you wouldn't be attracting so many great quality people to you but listen to what he's saying, listeners. He's actually acknowledging the fact that, yeah, they can do, you know, if you want to be an agent who just focuses on buyers and you're in one of their markets, or by the way, if you're somebody who you think might actually be a good leader and help them expand their brokerage, I'm sure he'd like to talk with you as well. Um, but here's the bottom line. They're not just looking at where the opportunity is today. They're looking at the horizon of where the opportunity is. You know, like commissions, a great broker, like what these guys are, provides tremendous value. Um, and they're, let's, let's be honest, it's tough to be a great broker. It is. It's hard to have the mindset 
of being a great broker because you have to coddle agents, you have to cultivate agents, but at the same time, you got to be, you know, you got to be a business person too and make sure you're making the right business decisions to be profitable. I'm sure you're not running a nonprofit, right, Steve? We're not running a nonprofit, but I will say, <laughs> you know, I I go in with the idea that we're going to help make a difference for the people that come on here. The culture is the most important thing to me personally, and that is it's a place where people feel respected, they feel valued, um, that we actually care. And you can ask anybody that works here, they will tell you what we do. And, you know, what's really been fun for me is I have a lot of friends that work here with me, and um, I, I have two people that I've known since kindergarten that work at the company with <laughs> me. And, and so – it's a lot of fun, and it's a lot easier to make a profit, I guess, when you're working with people that you enjoy working with, that you're inspired to work around, and that you you know, are just as invested in their satisfaction and happiness and growth and, and profit as you are in your own. And, and so I'm a collaborator. I really love to work together with people. And, and you know, if there's one secret to anything I've been successful with here, it's to surround myself with people that are – either smarter than me or better than me or both, and and uh, that's been a lot of fun. Well, but it also says a lot about you and your partners that you guys are able to attract those types of people to you, you know, people that really maybe could be successful on their own but choose to be partners with you guys because they believe in you and your mission. That says a lot. Um, and, again, that's a rare quality and a – real estate brokerage marketplace like what we're experiencing today where you guys can be as successful as you have been and I'm sure will continue to be as successful. So let's give these guys information how they can get in contact with you. Um, And and you don't have to provide your information if you don't want to because you're probably going to get more emails than you can possibly imagine. But if they're interested in maybe helping you expand the brokerage and they think they might have that leadership quality that you're looking for, um, or if they're interested in, in their local to one of your markets, if they're interested in talking with you guys about joining your brokerage, how can they get in contact with you? Well, they can contact me directly, and my email address is easy enough. It's steve at highgarden.com, H-I-G-H-G-A-R-D-E-N, steve at highgarden.com, or you can call me directly at 317-339-2257, 317-339-2257. Any closing thoughts? The, a question I wrote down that I didn't get to ask is what are you looking forward to? What's next for High Garden? You know, you've had all this massive growth in the past few years. What's next? Well, I'm, we're definitely looking forward to, as I briefly mentioned before, a rollout kind of our of our technology, a 2.0 version, that's going to be really exciting and something that's going to be very helpful to our group. Uh, Above and beyond that, in terms of growth, I would say certainly this year we're going to focus on getting deeper and and stronger where we are, but I would love to hear from people that would be interested in, in talking with me about a conversation in some market across the country, so that would be wonderful. I think 2016 is going to be a really good year in real estate, and I think that uh, there's no reason to think that – I've read a lot recently about how there could be another bus coming, and um, while I certainly think a correction is possible in many markets out there, I, I don't I don't foresee – and correct me if, Tim, you think differently that we're going to see some, something like we experienced at the uh, 08, 09 time frame. What do you think? Uh, no, because what caused that to happen is not even in play or even remotely in play now. 
will there be a leveling off? Will there be maybe a topping of some markets that are a little bit frothy, of course, but that always happens. That's just part of the cycle. But if you go, well, have you seen the movie The Big Short, Steve? Have you seen that one? I actually haven't seen it yet, but I promise you I will. Yeah, you got to see it this weekend. It just came out on pay-per-view. <laughs> if you're like us, you don't go to the movies. But, yeah, watch it on pay-per-view, and that's kind of a, I don't know. I mean, looking back, a great, interesting, almost funny way of seeing what actually happened. But there were some financial instruments and some laws and some other things in play that are no longer even possible. Uh, right. But, yeah, there will be some corrections. I, I'm already seeing a correction. Uh, you know, top uh, agents in L.A. that we coach, New York City, Manhattan specifically, uh, down in Miami, the really, really expensive stuff, that's definitely leveled off. A lot of the international buyers aren't rushing to Miami like they were and New York like they were. Uh, Chinese buyers aren't buying up stuff in California like they were. But the markets are still really, really frothy. Like in most of the country, I would say, where the average sale price is, say, 225 250 uh, man, that market is hot. It's crazy hot. And if you look at the yes. demographics, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. It, like day on the market. If you look at the demographics, they're totally and completely supportive of a very long-term boom market. And when we had Jonathan Smoke, who's the chief economist for uh, Realtor.com on, what, two weeks ago, and listeners, you go, should go back and listen to replays at realestatecoachingradio.com, you know, guess what? He was <laughs> He was all green lights, too. And he was giving some fantastic statistical information on just the sheer number of buyers and sellers that are entering in the marketplace, there really truly never has been a better time to be in the real estate industry than there is now. But if you spend too much time reading the doom and gloom and paying attention to all this horrible stuff that's happening, and you know, then you're not going to feel that optimism, you're not going to be experiencing the boom personally. So, you know, it really is important, listeners, that you guys align yourselves with people like Steve, with an incredible brokerage like Highgarden, so you can take advantage of what this market has to, to offer. And so, Steve, I really appreciate your time on our radio show today, and um, I really appreciate you being such a good leader in the marketplace. And you know what? <laughs> Closing thought for you. If you guys can be successful in the Midwest, which you have been, and as you know, the Midwest is traditionally one of the biggest test markets, you would kill in a really expensive market. You guys would kick absolute butt. Because when you can be successful in, you know, some of the normal, you know, like Indianapolis, Indiana, and, you know, places like that, you take your model and you place it in some, you know, million-dollar-plus average sale price area, you guys would be – you would be amazed how effectively it's scaled. So just for what it's worth, you might want to start looking for key players in really expensive markets. <laughs> so I appreciate your Is this time free today. coaching, Tim? Well, you know, you Is got this, me thinking about that. I, I was just thinking about where you guys where you guys have your offices, and and you you are in like the hardest markets in the country. You are in the markets that require the most skill set. You are in the markets that have no normal sale prices, you know. But if you were to take like you know some of your great agents and your vice presidents who build offices, and you were to put them in you know Orange County, California, or if you were to put them in you know the Upper East Side of New York, that would be you know that'd be hugely successful. And guess what? Your average sale price would be like two million. That doesn't suck, right? <laughs> we'll take it under advisement. I, there you I, uh, go. All right, really listeners. Really appreciate you having me on. It's been a, it's been my pleasure, and uh, maybe we can do it again sometime. Tim, thanks for everything. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. 
I certainly appreciate the opportunity to be of service to you guys. So, listeners, there you go. Um, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. If you need us for anything, you know how to uh, get hold of us. Uh, just email me directly, Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at uh, timandjulieharris.com. And, of course, if you guys are interested in real estate coaching essentials, go to agentmillions.com. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.